Welcome to episode 484 of Troubadours and Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we have a grand conversation with Eric Van Loon, Dutch artist, poet, painter, public art project organizer. He speaks with us from his home in Rotterdam, the Netherlands. And we discuss Poetry Beach in Venice, California, de Kooning, being an activist, war, distractions, Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan, his I Will Win paintings at the New York City Marathon, a crack house in the Bronx, poetry train across the country, among other things, a grand conversation with Eric Van Loon this go-round. We also have an EWSA titled Swirly, and we share some actual facts via Harper's Index from the August 2022 edition of Harper's Magazine. And we have a poem called Buzzbee. All of this will be infused, imbued with the wonderful energy of several great tunes. It is so nice to be with you. Let's get to it. Episode 484 of Troubadours and Rock-On Tours. Water dripping from the pipes down in the basement Bare feet on a concrete floor Notches on the wall of my solitary cell Sweat dripping out of every pore It feels like it takes forever It's maybe five minutes on screen But the horns will swell and the strings will sound When that flipped quarter hits the ground I'm doing this for revenge Stay true 
swirly. My throat is scratchy. My ears are itchy. I go from Washington, D.C., from Rotterdam in the Netherlands, to a crack house building in the Bronx, squatting with a huge painted sign celebrating marathon runners. Is it safe, Dustin? People poets hopping on a poetry train across the USA toward Venice Beach within reach. Isn't that where Jim used to roam? Our COVID days and crazy politics weigh it all down, leave us in a haze. Our minds, our souls. It's 420 somewhere, she said. So pass that packed glass bowl. I like its swirly blown colors and how they intermingle with the smoke. Is it okay to live this way from poem to poem, from toke to toke? Shouldn't we meditate instead and put the self-indulgent angst to bed? Maybe we should ask Fred. She's in France, in a trance. Call it out, laid across the table, Mabel. Shall we sing more beautiful songs and write earnest, soulful fables about our humankind? We are here, now, together. You can see it in our eyes. Hear it in all the sounds. Taste it, feel it. Our time is limitless and forever abounds. She makes her rounds. He sweeps the grounds. They laugh and play Another day. Standing in the dockets of Hamilton, trying to get to Holland or France. The man in the mask says, You've got to go back. You know they didn't even give us a chance. Christ, you know it ain't easy. You know how hard it can be. The way things are going. Crucify me 
Hey, hello. Eric Van Loon, is that you? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Thank you so much for being Troubadours and Rock on Tours. <laughs> yes, people have to laugh always about my family name. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> I don't know why, but they... Oh, Loon, Loon, oh, nice. <laughs> As an artist, that could work for you, right? Perhaps, yeah. I, I tried, but um, I even changed my name uh, because I thought, okay, let's make my name a more an American name, and I adopted Ron Volcane, and that is an anagram, so I used the same characters, my, my own name, but I spell it in a different order, and I got Ron Volcane, but uh, I also stopped using that name, so I, I will stick on Eric Van Loon. I, 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 yeah, I think it has a nicer ring to it. Good to see. Yeah, like the dog and then the build, you know, the van, uh, like the, the Mac, McDonald's are from Ireland and the vans are from the Netherlands. Oh, okay. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks for that background. And uh, let me share a little bit more of uh, background information with the listeners before we get started. Yeah. Eric Van Loon is a Dutch artist living in the Netherlands. People in the United States might know him for the I Will Win paintings, public art project produced for the New York City Marathon over the past decade. Eric has had major public art projects in the U.S. and Europe. Right now, he is preparing for the second annual L.A. Poetry Beach Festival in Venice Beach, California. Speaking with us from his home in Rotterdam of the Netherlands, Troubadours and Rock on Tours is very happy to have on the program Eric Van Loon. So again, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. And let's get right into it. Um, tell us about your background a little bit. I mean, you're you're an artist, uh, generally speaking, a poet, an activist, a bookseller. How how did this happen? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm 50 years now, and um, so it goes not from one day to another day. It's not. Just take some time, you know. And uh, I started um, at the Willem de Kooning Academy, uh, the, the Dutch uh, artist well known for his drippings and Pollock paintings. And uh, he was the first, I believe, selling a painting of a one million dollar uh, as Willem de Kooning, a Dutch guy. And uh, I studied at it, uh, that academy. So I got the education and I did, you know, but making a living of art is very hard, very, very difficult to make a living of art. Um, so I did, uh, I worked um, in companies, all kind of things, um, but then I started a book, bookstore, that's that's correct. Uh, you know, you mentioned it already, selling books, and that's uh, the bookstore called uh, House of Craziness, House of Craziness in uh, Rotterdam, in the Netherlands, my hometown. Um, and yeah, I'm yeah, so living from art is difficult. Um, but, you know, as we in the Netherlands, but also in the United States, we all got hit pretty hard by Corona. We had to close our bookstore, House of Craziness. And, and I thought, you know, let's 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 make art again. And I'm now focusing on making art, making art and, um, and 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 this poetry festival um, yeah, is 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 for some people think it's considered this as an artwork and maybe it is, it is an artwork, uh, but uh, yeah, we will talk about it in a minute. Definitely. And, uh, you know, uh, you're an activist as well. So yeah. often, yeah. oftentimes on this show, I, I talk yeah. to, to people about art and activism and how they are related to one another. How, yeah. how, how I get, obviously you think they're related. They're not separate to you, right? 
Yeah, you know, um, I always try to communicate with my, my with my work. You know, I don't make art just for fun or I don't make art just for beauty. I don't want to make art for above the sofa. No, so I al- always want to reach reach people. I always want to move people literally uh, 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 going from one place to another place. Uh, but also metaphor- metaphorical, so get them emotional, you know, get them touched and, and that they love it or something. So um, when you, as an activist, I try to um, yeah, basically make the world a better place or something, you know, just make, you know, like, yeah, you know, making against war or uh, in favor of women or in favor of um, a clean water, uh, in favor of a clean air, uh, you know, they're all big themes. Um, in everyday life, we have very small things we get distracted you know about uh, 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 no money to pay the gas or something but uh, really big big things and um, yeah I try to to think about big big topics in the world and and for me the big topics are you know human rights for me the big topics are um, clean water clean environment that's for me uh, important me too. It's, it's great that uh, you, you're able to satisfy both the artistic impulses as well as your, your uh, sense of uh, what, what needs to be done in society yeah. or, or addressed. That's a great thing to be, to be able to, to live for and, and with. Um, I, I look at people like, I'm sure you are a fan, Ai Weiwei, right? Yeah. from China and he does that all the time and yeah. I you know I look at you in the same sort of context I think I, I don't know but what, what Pelosi did yesterday you know I get emotional about it about uh, about what but but what Pelosi did yesterday the, uh, Nancy, oh, Pelosi and Nancy, Nancy in Taiwan yeah, yeah. I get uh, emotional about it you know I think wow just an old woman 80, 80 years something you know it's not afraid of the devil you just go in there and set up you, you know. I love it. And 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 bringing, I don't know. So, you know, I just uh, want to say that uh, who I, and, and, and um, um, uh, I don't want to compare myself with them. But, um, yeah, we can change. And we can uh, change our, our own house. We can change our own neighborhood. We can change our own city. We can change our own country. We can change the world. Yeah, and I'm with you with Nancy. I, like you said, she's a woman, eighty plus years old, and she went to Taiwan just for human rights issues. That's it. I love, I love it. Yeah, yeah, me too. She she's tough. A lot of people hate her, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah. So your art and your aesthetic. I you know, I, I read an article about the project you had in Washington D.C. A little bit yeah. about what's going on at the L.A. Poetry. Uh, festival or uh, yeah. the poetry beach festival well how you know what when you're talking about what you did in washington for example yeah. they, tell us tell us about that now you know maybe we all know um uh, the when the sandy hit uh, uh, the east coast of the united states you know uh, the 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 water and the, the wind uh, the thunder the tornado uh, sandy uh in 2000 and 12, I believe, 
I had to cancel my painting for the New York City Marathon. You know, you mentioned it at the beginning. I make every I made for every year for ten years. I made a big thirty-three by twenty feet painting um, for the New York City Marathon. So that year I had to cancel, and I uh, I thought, you know, what shall I, what shall I do? The New York Marathon was canceled. What shall I do? I was already in the United States. I paid already for the transport, and I did all five six weeks. I painted uh, this painting. And then, um, you know, there were the elections, the um, the um, um, Obama Kerry elections, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, yeah, Kerry, I'm not a fan of Kerry, and yeah, the second term of Obama, I'm not a fan of um, the second term of Obama. Uh, let's people vote on me. So <laughs> I made a big, big, big painting, uh, more an election poster, big canvas. And it was written on it, um, vote Van Loon, it's time for love. <laughs> <laughs> vote for Loon, it's time for love, I love it. <laughs> and I went to the White House, I went to the front of the White House, on the, on the, on the lane, you know, where they, the, the uh, January 6th said... Uh, Insurrection. Uh, yeah. Exactly. exactly. So I was in front of the White House and nobody there. I thought, you know, is this the wrong White House or something? <laughs> so I asked the people... Why is nobody there? They said, you know, we 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 don't vote. We are not allowed to vote. <laughs> and then I understand why uh, they all have those license plates on the cars. You know, um, no rep- no no taxes, no representation, or no no vote, no representation, no taxes. Nobody paid taxes in in Washington D.C. So and then I thought, you know. I, I, that's why I understand why nobody was there. I expected all the international broadcast companies. I ex- expected ABC, NBC, CNN. I expected everybody in front of the White House. So I was showing my painting to nobody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was so disappointed. I didn't know anything about that. So, um, but okay, it got distracted me from your question uh, uh this is such a funny story to tell about the story about washington dc but what was your question again <laughs> the question was basically you know i'm trying to get our listeners to understand uh how you approach a, a public art project you know in dc yeah. you, yeah. you how big was this painting first of all uh, they all, all um 33 feet high so something like um three department floors high you know mm-hmm. um 20 feet wide, you know, is, uh, let's say, uh, two Teslas wide or something. Um, so this is a really enormous painting I uh, make every year. Um, it is that big. If you make a photo from a, from a satellite, you know, or Google Maps or whatever, um, then you will get a stamp, a, a photo as big as a, as a post stamp. So that was, I when I went for the first time to New York in... To show my painting, uh, to show a film about um, the liberation of Auschwitz, I showed a film in San Francisco. Uh, it was the world premiere, by the way. I, I, I in that year, the New York Times, the Chicago uh, Tribune, the big newspapers wrote about um, um, Google Maps that you could see actually a car on on satellite photos. You could see a tree on satellite photos. You could see. You know the world on satellite photos, and I was so fascinated by it. And I thought, is it possible to see a painting from a satellite? So I thought, okay, I'm gonna call NASA, and I called NASA, and I said, you know, uh, how big should be a painting that you can see it from 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 a satellite? Um, 
uh, yeah, um, what do you want? What, how big should be the photo? I said, yeah, so, um, let's say postcard, a postcard big. Now forget it, you know, then you have to make a really big painting. I said, you know, postcard uh, and a stamp, you know, uh, a stamp. Everybody knows Queen Elizabeth and everybody knows Reagan, you know, because of the stamp. Mm-hmm. So uh, a stamp, stamp, yeah, it depends, but something like 33 feet by 20 feet. You have to make something like that. So. Wow, <laughs> well, I thought it's enormous, you know. But I did, and I showed it um, along the route of the New York City Marathon. I thought, you know, I have two, I can gamble on two horses. I do it, I show it flat on the street, on the turnpike, my painting. Uh, hopefully the satellite will pick it up. And I thought, you know, there are always helicopters above the New York City Marathon. There are helicopters for the police. There are helicopters from the, from the NBC. There are helicopters for the first man. Helicopters for the uh, first woman. There are, it's a really big helicopter party. Every year, one big helicopter party from all over the United States. They go to New York to film the New York City Marathon. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, I don't know, nobody filmed it. NASA didn't film it, uh, NBC or whatever. Uh, they just ignored it? They just ignored this huge <laughs> painting? <laughs> they just ignored it. But I thought, you know, I will win. So the next year I went again. Nobody shot it. The, the third edition I went again. And then a friend of me asked, you know, how many years are you going to do this? You know, how many money are you going to invest in this? Because you said something about the New York Marathon. Paid for it? No, no. Commissioned it? No, no. It was illegal what I did. You know, I did... I didn't get any permission to show the paintings. I just did it. You know, just um, the American way. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you. I was going to say, wow, you must have had to get a lot of permits and things oh, of that nature. No. Rogue. No. Well, I, I had to pay a lot of insurance uh, insurances <laughs> because they said, you know, you can show it on my uh, property, the um, uh, Anthony Riccio. Uh, he said, you know, you can show it on my parking lot, but uh, you have to... Uh, Doing, uh, you have to insure it because you never know. You know if it, uh, if something happens. You know you know how America is. Before you know, you have to pay one million. Right. Um, Someone's going to uh, sue you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But that um, that was my ten years. I will win. Yeah. And then finally, they they uh, paid attention at some no, point. No, no, never. No. So a friend of me asked, you know, how many years you're going to do it? And I, and then I said, now nah, okay, let's let's finish. Let's do it ten years, and then okay. So and what happened? In the ninth edition, uh, you can see a video uh, of it on uh, my website. On the ninth edition, they, they actually filmed it. But I didn't see it myself. The friend said, yeah, you were on TV. I said, I was on TV. I, I, I'm watching it. Uh, I didn't see it. But then when you zoom in <laughs> on this, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. When you really zoom in, you can see my painting along the route of the New York City Marathon. So... I had my six or seven seconds of fame. (laughs) (laughs) How many people uh, helped you paint it? Is it all you? You painted the whole thing? Yeah, I painted myself, of course. You know, it's not a a band. It's not not the Rolling Stones or something that you have a drummer and you have a singer and you have a guitarist. No, you know, as a painter, you do everything yourself. A sculpture, uh, people do it themselves, you know. So I put it on the floor. I take a broom, a big broom, and I start by industrial paint, you know, the, the big uh, mural um, paint, and I start painting, and yeah, it takes me yeah, three, four, sometimes five, six weeks, yeah. Wow. 
And then this same painting is what you brought to the marathon for 10 years. So you had to store it? I apply it, um, um, take it uh, with me. Um, then I, yeah, I, 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 I take it with me and then I show it along the marathon. I take it uh, down again. Uh, one time I hang it from the building because I, I got desperate, you know, after six, seven attempts, I thought, you know, maybe I have to change uh, strategy. And then I, I hang it from a building with uh, chains and, and wood. It was a big installation. You can also see it on the video. Uh, and then you, I had, I couldn't, the helicopters couldn't see it, of course. But then at least the motor drivers, because there are always um, motors and cars also filming in between of the um, um, runners. <laughs> then I was screaming like crazy, you know, yeah, the, the painting, the painting. <laughs> Wow. But also that didn't uh, didn't help. So you know, ten years after ten years, I thought you know uh, let's uh, let's do something else. It must have been. I'm fascinated by this whole project. This is a lot of work besides just painting the painting. I mean, the buildings. Did you ask them if you could hang it, or you just you got some chains? It was, and... crack, it was a crack house, and um, and the owner was in um, in prison. It was a crack and... house, and the owner was in prison. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it was next to the uh, Villas Avenue bridge. Uh, just, just, just when you leave uh, the first Avenue in Manhattan, you go across uh, the Villas Avenue bridge, and then you enter the the Bronx. And um, so I thought, you know, what is the great location? You know, so they go to the five boroughs, the state state island. Okay, there you are only a split second because there you go over the Verrazano bridge, and there's no broadcast anymore. Uh, at uh, at Staten Island, then you have a long trek through uh, Brooklyn. You know, I thought you know, difficult Queens, difficult. But I thought okay, they have only one mile in the Bronx. I thought every millimeter, every inch, every every inch they will film in the Bronx. I thought you know, so um, uh, that's why I decided to show the painting in the Bronx. Now the, the building I was telling about. Um, uh, next to the Villas Avenue Bridge is, was a crack house, and and I, I just uh, posted in front of the of the of the door, and I, I saw people coming in, coming out, people coming in, coming out, and I asked one guy, "Hey, uh, are you the owner here or something? Uh, I would like to go upstairs. I would <laughs> I would like to go on the roof." And uh, he actually helped me with it. I, I, I can show you videos about it. It was so funny. That's excellent, and and it takes some courage, I would say, and and uh, and maybe true to your you know your your uh, sense of um, I I'm gonna sometimes I'm gonna get get into this. People never go crazy, but you're willing to, you know. Uh, <laughs> now, what does it mean? I will win. Is, is, why are you making that statement? Is it? Uh, yeah, you know, running a marathon, running, um, you know, for me, I I, I actually also participate in the marathon the first two years of the new york city marathon you know everybody want to improve everybody that's that is the american way you know you just do a, a, a one step extra a little bit more your best and and improve yourself improve yourself improve yourself every day you know um, um don't be satisfied with taking less try to do a little bit more for the community for your family for whatever so i will win is you know at the end, the marathon is an individual sport. So, you know, it's not a team sport. It's not a, it's not American football. Um, so you participate and you try to do your best. And the next time you, you try to be a little bit faster and the, and the next time uh, you want to be three, four minutes faster. 
So I will win is just the survival of the fittest is just uh, try to be to improve yourself to be a little bit better next time. I understand. So it, it's sort of a an, ins- an inspired statement. It's like you know, uh, like you said before, just do it. Or right? and and falling yeah. falling in line with the American philosophy. Uh, by the way, we're talking with Eric Van Loon from his place in Rotterdam, the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And four, four p.m. at the moment. Where am I? Uh, four, no, uh, we are here in the Netherlands at four twenty. Four, four p.m. in the afternoon. Four twenty. You know what that number means in the United States, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, four twenty in the United States has become this number where everybody should, this time of the day where everybody should smoke marijuana. You should look it up, honest to God. I think it, it four four twenty. That's that's what that means uh, to to a lot of people in the United States. Yeah. So you mentioned it. I wanted to connect with it. Um, uh, now I'm I'm looking at what you have coming up. You have uh, yeah. the LA uh, project. It's uh, the LA Poetry Beach Festival in Be- in Venice Beach, California. I think this is the second annual. Um, yeah. And if before we even get into, into that, if folks want to keep connected with you and your work. You, you mentioned your website. If they just Google Eric Van Loon, they'd find it? Yeah, Eric Van Loon, you know, there's one big problem. We have a, a multimillionaire in the Netherlands with the same name, really, believe me. That's not me. <laughs> I'm the poor artist. So Eric Van Loon, uh, uh, he is a rally driver. Uh, he, he has a big company. Uh, skip that guy. Um, and, 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 and better is Erik van, Erik van Loon, I will win, Erik van Loon, artist, Erik van Loon, something else. But not um, the multimillionaire. Okay, Erik van Loon, artist, poor artist. I will win. That kind of, that kind of search and you'll find him. Excellent. So the, the poetry festival uh, in, in L.A., Venice Beach, this seems a bit different than, than uh, the projects we were just discussing. Yeah, it's true. You know, I, for me... I want to, I love the United States, you know, I love, love, love the people, I love the cities, I love the country, so I want to immigrate, I want to go to the United States, I want to do something, American dream, you know, um, from a poor artist to a rich artist, <laughs> so, um, and and I'm just trying to make a living. I just try to make a living, and, and I do it from the Netherlands. And this year, I will be two months in the United States. Next year, probably three months in the United States. And step by step, uh, you know, I hopefully can make a living in the United States. And then when I'm in the United States, probably it will be New York. Uh, uh, you know, I hate L.A., believe me. So many homeless people, nobody is doing anything against that. When I was for the first time in L.A. last year, for the first first time in 2021, I was in L.A., I was shocked. I thought, this is a third world city. This is not, this is not America. You know, I'm, America is, is taking care of each other. In Los Angeles, people are not taking care of each other at all. So... I was shocked, and I wrote an, an op-ed, I wrote a letter to the New York Times, I wrote a letter to the LA Times, to the Chicago Tribune, to the Denver Times, I wrote an opinion letter, nobody published, uh, but next year, the third team of our LA Poetry Beach Festival has a homeless uh, topic, so the, uh, that's next year, but this year it is, um, some people never go crazy, from Bukowski, but uh, again, uh, I'm, I'm working on on to immigrate to the United States. 
I understand. So every year there's a new theme, and this project it brings you to the U.S. for a longer period of time, and, and as time goes on, you want to uh, maybe move here or spend a significant number of months here every year. Now you said the 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 uh, statement some people never go crazy is connected to whom? Yeah, Charles Bukowski, and um, oh we, yeah, we all know him. I think uh, the German um, um, citizen uh, with his family, a German mother, uh, American uh, pilot, I believe. They moved on his second birth a year. He was two only. They went to California and they lived. He lived all his life in the Los Angeles. Yeah, I love Charles Bukowski. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> um, I love him too. Yeah. So. You so this you're you're asking people to send in poetry and then if you choose their their poem, you'll invite them to Venice Beach to recite it. Yeah, basically um, that's the the essence. But we do more, you know. That's why you know we do more. We do the poetry train also, you know. And 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 we actually pick up poets in 64 cities very small towns like Terman but only one or two uh, citizens but also big cities like in New York and LA and Chicago and Washington and Philadelphia and then we pick up with the poets and we leave on the 21st of September from Penn Station uh, Manhattan and then we stop in 64 cities to bring as many poets as possible to LA and there uh, we will have the festival um, and the festival is a five days festival it starts at the East Coast at New York on the 21st. Then we arrive on the 24th in Union Station in L.A. There we organize LAPD. That is an acronym of Los Angeles Poetry Downtown with all kind of tiny poetry events all over Los Angeles. And then on the Sunday, the last Sunday of September, we have the main event, the big event. It's called the L.A. Poetry Beach Festival, as you said, on Venice Beach. That's wonderful. And this train, is it an actual train with on tracks yeah. or is it a train of cars? Uh, exactly. Uh, this is still, you know, we are still small. Uh, still an ordinary Amtrak train. So, you know, we are in between uh, backpackers. We are in between uh, uh, people going to work and we are uh, other people, tourists. But hopefully next year, the year after, maybe on the fifth edition, we can really lease our own train. How crazy it will be that we get at, we have our own train with a special car for a diner car car for disco disco car uh, a bar a cocktail bar car and we have a library car then we will make it really really the experience of a poetry train that people can meet each other uh, can talk with each other uh, people uh, poets who write people who are publishers Everybody can be on the poetry train, of course, you know, as long as you buy the ticket. <laughs> right. I was going to ask that. <laughs> At this point, you still have to pay your own way. But uh, that's awesome. A train trek across the United States from Manhattan to L.A. with a bunch of poets. Wow. That sounds beautiful to me. And, uh, yeah. So do you do you think that everybody needs to go a little crazy sometimes? No. Yeah. You know, we don't need to um, try to... I think that we are all are, in essence, we are a little bit crazy, you know? So we don't need to do our best, you know? Uh, sometimes I think, you know, 
you buy a car and um, um, and a Ford uh, F40 or something, you know, I think, you know, you are there alone in that car. You have five places in the car. You're using a lot of gallon. You use a lot of gas. That's totally insane. That's totally <laughs> crazy. You know, we all do <laughs> totally crazy things. We, we buy food. We go to the Walmart and then we throw the food away. We throw the food away because it's over over time over date how you call that you know expired um, yeah. yeah expired we 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 fly to the moon <laughs> how crazy is that you know so yeah we all we all do crazy things in daily life every day and we know those moments we we know those crazy behavior we have you know we always get on the right on the same side of out of the car we never go on the right side into the car we think we go over the seats and we go behind the steering wheel we always open the same door we always go into the same uh seat and we drive to the same space to the same company to the same office how crazy is that you know to do that 40 years you go to the same office every day five days a week um 48 weeks a year we go to the same office you know so uh, that is uh what is the name of the movie of um uh, the guy uh in la in the traffic jam um michael douglas i, I know what you're talking yeah i know it's one you're talking about uh, <laughs> where he just totally loses it yeah understand that yeah. is some people never go crazy isn't it yeah yeah it's 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 amazing that more people aren't losing it like that given uh, being a rat in a maze as as it sounds you're like you're describing it yes. goes i think in a way uh from my perspective it goes against the some of the more important aspects of being a human being it stymies us which could lead you to feel at the very least if not crazy depressed and frustrated and and unfulfilled and art yeah. art can yeah. release you and i think yeah that maybe you know i feel i'm an artist as well we need that and more people everybody needs it i you know I, I just great way to uh, express yourself art uh poetry you know this time is poetry uh, uh three lines haiku uh can also really help to fight illiteracy you know how many people cannot even read anymore the cereal box cannot read anymore the description from the doctor cannot read any more a text on a phone, you know. Um, so it is also our mission is also to like we had a books we had a bookstore in the Netherlands and people less and less people are buying books. It is really a nightmare, and uh, people have more and more problems to communicate with each other. They have so much problems to communicate with each other. They don't in the metro in the subway of new york you know go in the subway of new york nobody's communicating anymore if you look to somebody else they think hey what do you want from me you know they're immediately aggressive <laughs> why do you think that um, is um, why do you think that is yeah i i they they people um looking um people um are all only focus on their own screen on their own phone on their own um computer whatever and they cannot they cannot look at each other anymore. They cannot look in each other's eyes. I don't know. This is a big, big problem. Everybody is focused more on a computer, on a screen, on an iPhone or Android. And it's not uh, 
is not looking to their neighbors. Well said. Well said. We're talking to Eric van Loon from his place in Rotterdam, the Netherlands, about his art and his life to a certain extent. We're just about out of time, Eric, for oh. this go round. I'd love to talk with you some more. Yeah, this is it's, you have a great yeah. energy, and I love what you're doing. Um, so, anything you'd like to share with the listeners before yeah, we yeah. we sign off? Yeah, falling down, uh, Michael Douglas, in 1993. Uh, watch that movie again. That's the movie. That's right. Yeah, um, and if people want to come out to L.A. Uh, how, yeah, how, go to the website. Go to the website, LA Poetry Beach. Oh yeah, and we have a crowdfunding, guys. We we need your help. You can uh, donate a cocktail. You can donate a train ticket for the poets. You can buy a poster. You can buy our poetry book, our anthology. It's really fun. Go to our website and donate. Uh, we need you. And uh, final thing: any words of wisdom or insight or, or humor? <laughs> humor um uh this call uh was really nice and i want to say that um i will be back <laughs> you sound like arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> <laughs> beautiful eric i love what you're doing thank you for taking the time out to talk with us here on troubadours and rock on tours and we should talk again for sure thanks see you soon take care bye-bye
And now some actual facts from Harper's Magazine. It's August 2022 edition. This is Harper's Index. Actual facts. Portion of U.S. Twitter users who think no one else has ever seen their tweets. One-fifth. Percentage increase in Google searches for vasectomy in the 36 hours after the leaked draft opinion about Roe v. Wade. 340 percentage increase. Percentage by which women are more likely than men to be interrupted in Senate committee hearings. 10% more likely. By which such interruptions are more likely when they are discussing women's issues. 15% more likely. Portion of baby boomers who trust the U.S. electoral process, 50%. Of millennials who do, 40%. Of Gen Zers who do, 25%. Percentage by which Democrats are more likely than Republicans to think their lives would make for good reality TV, 32% more likely. Percentage increase last year in U.S. prescriptions for amphetamine-based ADHD medications, 10% increase. Percentage of the global supply of these drugs that is used in the United States, 57% of the global supply. Portion of U.S. counties that lack a psychiatrist specializing in children or adolescents, three-quarters. Percentage increase since 2015 in the number of prescriptions for antidepressants given to U.S. teenagers. 69% increase since 2015. Percentage increase since 2019 in the average price of U.S. Uber car ride. 45% increase since 2019. Percentage change since 2010 in the average cost of an electric vehicle battery negative 89% change in the average price of an electric vehicle, plus 80%. Percentage by which U.S. flights to the European Union have returned to their 2019 levels, 73% of those flights. By which U.S. flights to China have, 1%. Factor by which U.S. men are more likely than U.S. women to claim they have had sex on a plane. Factor of four. Percentage increase last year in reports of U.S. planes being struck by the beam of a laser pointer. 41% increase. Cost of a trip to space in a capsule lifted by a helium balloon. $50,000. Portion of aspiring first-time homebuyers who will be unable to purchase one this year, 20%. And percentage increase since 2020 in the portion of U.S. home purchases accounted for by real estate investment firms, 46%. Cost per week to stay at a Swiss center that offers treatment for Cryptocurrency addiction, $98,691. Percentage by which people with minor psychopathic tendencies 
are more likely to want to invest in cryptocurrency. 12%. Percentage of U.S. adults aged 18 to 35 who don't see any point in saving money until the pandemic ends. 45%. Actual facts. How do you like them apples? fly keeps landing on my second toe. Now it's on the big one of the right foot. I feel tickled. I try to stomp the bugger, but it moves faster than my mind and tendons. As the sun yellow on the green of a potted plant centers and soothes.
Someday When I'm awfully low When the world is cold I will feel a glow Just thinking of you And the way smile so warm and your cheek so soft there is nothing for me but to love you just the way you look tonight With each word Your tenderness grows Tearing my fear apart And that laugh That wrinkles your nose Touches my foolish heart Lovely Never, never change Keep that breathless charm Won't you please arrange it Cause I, I love you Just the way you look And there you have it Episode 484 of Troubadours and Tours With yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible First and foremost, Eric Van Loon, Harper's Magazine, and these musical artists, Thelonious Monk, Ozzy Osbourne, The Beatles, Cass McCombs, The Mountain Goats, Tony Bennett, Brantford Marsalis, and Terence Blanchard, too. And of course, I would like to thank you for listening. Until next time, let's give it a go and do our best with this time. Take care. <laughs>